Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be discussing, once again, Harry Potter and his immense stacks of gold. However, the focus of today's video examines Harry's riches from a bit of a different angle, looking at not just how he acquired all of his gold, but also at how much gold he actually had. I've done this with the help of an r slash Harry Potter Redditor that I'll mention later on. To kick things off, I'm going to briefly summarize why Harry was so rich. Then we'll segue into the sheer volume of gold that young Mr. Potter actually boasted. Harry inherited his Herculean-sized piles of gold directly from his parents, of course, but the family fortune certainly didn't originate with them. So who did it start with? As it happens, the Potter family fortune began with the founding patriarch of the Potter family, Linford of Stinchcombe, a 12th century potioner who found a great degree of success in his profession. Linford was responsible for creating remedies still used to this day, including Skelligro, which repairs or in some instances grows back broken bones, and the Peprub potion, a cure for the common cold that helps to warm the drinker up. Provided that Linford's potions are still used in the modern era, it should come as no surprise that he was able to earn quite a healthy living. So healthy, in fact, that he was able to stow away much of his riches inside of the Potter family vault. However, the flow of money certainly didn't end there, as some of Linford's descendants decided to continue in his footsteps. The next Potter to find success was Fleamont Potter, Harry's grandfather and James's dad who continued to invent potions and rake in the cash. During his lifetime, Fleamont took the family fortune and quadrupled it by creating the famous Sleek Easy's hair potion. Although Fleamont never met Harry, he unquestionably set Harry up for life, as a large majority of the gold inside Vault 687 was passed down from him. When Harry's finally old enough to attend Hogwarts, he's brought to Gringotts Vault 687 by Hagrid, where he sees his vast stacks of cash for the first time. Inside his vault lies piles upon piles of gold, and today we're going to be figuring out just how much gold young Harry actually inherited. With that said, however, I can't move forward without crediting the original mathematician behind these calculations, Neo Kratos Red from Reddit. I reached out to him before creating this video, and he said he'd be happy for me to take a closer look at his calculations, so join me as we take a look at the exact figures inside Harry's vault. Neo Kratos begins by stating the following. So, what I did was a rough approximation of what would be Harry Potter's wealth in terms of current dollars, or at least a minimum estimate. 
Since there is no reference of Harry's amount of money in the books, the closest canon estimate we can get comes from the Vault 687 as shown in the first movie. He then goes on to include three screenshots showing Harry's piles of gold from various angles, screenshots which will help us to better understand the estimated volume. After sharing the three images of Harry's gold, he goes on to state the following before beginning with his instructions on how he actually went about calculating Harry's fortune. You could count the individual galleons, but what I did was a small estimate. However, I summoned smarter Ravenclaws to do things better than me and get a better result. Step 1. Measurements Step 1 for Neo Kratos Red was measuring the width, depth, and height of the main pile, then trying to include the coins from the sides. Accompanying his words, he included the image shown on screen. 15 coins in terms of depth, approximately 75 coins in terms of height, approximately 25 coins in terms of width. I'm counting three more layers out of the frame. He then states the following. Now, this shape resembles a pyramid, and the formula for its volume is given by area of base times height times one-third. So in this case, we have 25 times 30 times 75 divided by three equals 18,750. He also goes on to include that his formula is correct, but that the diagram is a little off. I labeled the diagonals when in fact I wanted to label the edges, so the formula is still correct, but the picture is not. After this, he shifts his attention to one of the other images of Harry's gold as to gain a better understanding. The image reads 35 additional layers. However, as we can see in this other frame, the base of our pyramid seems to be at the same level of the pile of coins on the right, so from this picture we can assume that our pyramid is at least 35 galleons higher with a base that is at least the same as ours. So if we want to keep things as low as possible, we can assume a shape like this one. That added to our original count brings the number of galleons of the central pile to 18,750 plus 35 times 30 times 25 equals 45,000. Along with the diagram on screen, he adds, we could consider the white part of the shape, but we don't know how wide our base is at the bottom, so underestimating things now should compensate for eventual overestimation errors done before. Next, he says the following. Now, looking at the right pile, we can approximate its shape to half a box, and the volume gives us 5 times 10 times 35 divided by 2 equals 875 inches. The image reads 35 additional layers, 10 depth, 5 width. Finally, on the left, we have two piles, one in focus and one out of focus. A rough approximate gives us 10 times 10 times 25 divided by 2 equals 1,250 galleons. I've considered half a box in this case as well to compensate for any overestimation. The image reads 10 depth, 25 height, 10 width. Following this, he states the following, but we don't have to forget that these galleons are at the same height of the base of the pyramid, so we need to add the additional 35 layers, which multiplied by the base, 10 times 10, gives us 1,250 plus 10 times 10 times 35 equals 4,750. And through this complex series of calculations, Neo Kratos Red was able to determine that Harry had a minimum of 50,625 galleons in his vault the first time he enters it. This, of course, does not account for gold that Harry had accrued later in life, i.e. inheritance from Sirius, but it does highlight Harry's level of wealth at the age of 11. If you need a refresher on your wizarding currencies, there are three coins that are primarily circulated within the wizarding community in Britain. Galleons, sickles, and canuts, in depreciating order. 
But now you might be asking, what are they worth? How does a galleon compare to a US dollar or a UK pound? Well, first let me give you the relative value of each form of wizarding currency. One galleon is said to be equal to 17 sickles or 493 canuts, which makes one sickle equivalent to 29 canuts. And according to JK Rowling, one galleon is equal to about five great British pounds. Over the years, this assigned value of five pounds has certainly been subject to copious speculation, including an assertion that one galleon equals $25. But as far as sources go, I'd say a quote from the original author is pretty reliable. In the current market, one great British pound is equivalent to about 1.227 US dollars, which means that, drumroll please, Harry had a minimum of five times 50,625 or 253,125 pounds in his vault. That's 310,724 US dollars. This does deviate from Neo Kratos Red's total, where he suggests that Harry's net worth is a minimum of 1.265625 million dollars or 1,030,638 pounds. But that's only because we're going off of different values for one galleon. For his calculation, he used a figure supplied by a fellow Redditor that may have been calculated before the quote from JK Rowling. Neo Kratos Red also goes on to include the following notes regarding his calculations. This does not take into account other properties like Grimald Place. This was a minimum estimate, which means that I took all the precautions of the case to underestimate the actual wealth. In the book, we can read, Harry gasped. Inside were mounds of gold coins, columns of silver, heaps of little bronze canuts. This means that there were multiple mounds of gold coins, not just one, and there was also silver. If we take into account the actual width and depth of a vault, we can see the value skyrocket to tens of millions, assuming the whole floor is covered in gold and silver, so I just tried to keep things as low as possible. Overall, I have to take my hat off to Neo Kratos Red, as I think that he did a stand-up job of calculating the total value of Harry's vault, particularly if we consider the extremely limited resources at our disposal. And that's it for this video. Do you agree with these calculations? Disagree? Why? Please leave a comment down below. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.